Hey, this week the buzz is all about the closure of everyone's favorite race car. <laughs> race car related eatery and a new universal deal for military families but later we'll be talking all about this year's halloween horror nights at universal orlando from the bob varley studio this is episode 18 of the Diz unplugged universal edition The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm Craig Williams. And I'm Sean Thompson. And uh, before we get started here, I'm actually going to spring a little bit of housekeeping okay. on because uh, I we've never done that before so this would be springing it well it's been uh, a very smooth transition so far so yeah. good job first off i want to apologize that we didn't come to you last week like we were supposed to come to you in your living rooms or computer rooms or whatever well, you let's are be honest at. while you're sitting on the and, toilet uh, yeah uh yeah. for some of you out there uh we were just way too bogged down with our uh getting recuperated from california trip i was feeling ill in multiple ways so uh we're back here tonight though and uh we're gonna do a big double show count that double show so we are going to do our normal buzz and horror nights orlando segment like we're supposed to and then immediately after we are going to be recording live our halloween horror nights hollywood show as well uh which will be released the week after because sean and i will actually be on a cruise on a royal caribbean cruise as part of universal orlando's land sea package where exactly you do, uh, a three or four night stay at Universal with a three or four night Royal Caribbean cruise on the Enchantment of the Seas. It's enchanting, of, I heard. It it should be. Yeah. Um, it's it's the sea, uh, the ship where Marty McFly and uh, he, he tried to get his parents back together and back to the future. Mister, I'm my own grandpa. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we'll be on that. So we're going to do a big double show tonight. That's going to be exciting. Release it tomorrow, and then of course we're doing that show, the Land and Sea Package show. Uh, for a big blowout that will start off uh, the beginning of next year. So I think they call that the podcast sweeps. Well, no, that's that usually happens kind of in the middle, doesn't it? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Either I just way, wanted to stay relevant. We'll be doing that show later on in uh, later on in our time, but at the beginning of next year. So definitely get excited about it. I know we are. Um, yeah, you got three months to get excited for it. So. Yeah, but it's going to take us about three months to actually prepare all of our thoughts and get everything out on pen and paper uh, the way we do. Because we're going to write it out in a novel first, and then we're going to do a podcast about it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I also wanted to take the time to do a shout-out to David Coviello. Um, oh, yeah. I, we forgot to, on the uh, the Disney World edition this morning, uh, but at the Massachusetts Give Kids the World uh Massachusetts Give Kids a World Meet that yes. we were out this past weekend. David, one of our, our listeners of all shows and everything, he decided to dress up like myself and then his brother dressed up like Sean uh, for a Halloween costume party. And uh, it was probably the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it yeah. was really amazing. We didn't have a, a good 
big picture ready for the show but no uh, but it'll be in the show notes for sure yeah i think it's the first time anyone's ever dressed up like me yeah and it's but i gotta be honest i think it's pretty easy to dress up like me it was plaid shirt glasses cargo shorts and a ca- and a hat i agree you're pretty yeah. boring um, i am boring However, David went above and beyond with me and even got stuff that I don't own. They're <laughs> way longer than mine ever is. I, I thought uh, it was like carrot top version of Craig. I know. It was it was pretty hilarious. But yeah. uh, just wanted to say hey to David because it was incredible. It sucks that we didn't get to have a picture of all of us together. Um, but you know what? Keep doing it and eventually we'll see each other again. And and uh, that will be the future. It's getting Once weird. Again. Yeah. It is. But uh before we get anywhere even further into it, I want to say, like, we do every time. Thanks for tuning in to us. Uh, if you like what we're doing and you haven't yet subscribed to us on iTunes, do that. Make sure to leave lots of comments there. Uh, they don't have to be not, nice comments. They can they be don't. mean comments. Just tell the truth. So that way other people who find us through iTunes yes. will actually know if we're good or not. Um, and then if you haven't gotten on Facebook recently, uh, Diz Universal has a new Facebook page. I didn't even think about it. I know. We have a huge thing to talk about, and we didn't yeah. even think about it getting ready for the show. But let's finish go with ahead. this. Or do you want to talk about it? No, go ahead with that. My nose itches. All right. So. Your nose itches. So basically, what we've done is we have launched our brand new universal section of the Diz. So if you go on www.info.com, we have a brand new universal section at universal.wdwinfo.com. And it's completely redone. The new design, uh, new way of presenting content. So it's really exciting. Um, we worked very hard on it, and yep. it's it's a pro- it's a process. We're not completely finished with it, obviously, um, but we're excited to have it live and to have people go to it and visit it and uh, and use it. Yeah, so, absolutely. To learn about Universal, so yeah. And this is just kind of the first phase launch. We're going to be adding new features into it. We're going to be cleaning up a lot of the content, uh, adding tons and tons of new content into it. But uh, the only way we can really improve upon it is if we also get lots of feedback from everyone out there. So if you have anything that you want to suggest to us, what you like, don't like, then you can go on to finally now our new Facebook page. Yes. Facebook.com slash the Diz Universal. (laughs) Uh, everything we were trying to go with Diz Universal, it didn't work out. So it's facebook.com slash the Diz Universal, exactly. uh, and you'll be able to do everything on there. We'll be posting updates on there, and also along with our Twitter page, twitter.com slash Diz Universal at Diz Universal. I am getting really confusing with all this stuff, but you know what? You know what? It's going to be nice and organized on the show notes page. So exactly. There we go. That's why they're there. Yeah. So, uh, of course, later on in the show, we are going to be discussing Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando. Uh, We're going to kind of run down a list of our thoughts on the houses, the scare zones, the shows. Uh, But before we get to that, I think we need to talk about what's buzzing on the grapevine. Ha ha ha. Jokes. Laughter for eight minutes. Okay. So do you want to handle what's trending now for the first one? I was actually hoping to do the second, the, the second one. So, well, if if you insist, so yeah. NASCAR Sports. I mean, Grill. I can do both of them if you would, if you'd like. But I think the military well, one is more important. That's fine. Okay. Okay. NASCAR Sports Grill is closing November first. So, uh, rumors started circulating from employees of NASCAR Sports Grill at City Walk that the restaurant was going to be closing after October thirty first. Um, it's been in City Walk and operating for the past fifteen years. So it's an original, right? It's been there since the beginning. Yep. Yeah. And it's kind of on the way to walking through the city walk uh the main pathway that will lead to the parks and then it's actually the last restaurant that you'll pass on your right it's 
before you get to Universal Studios Florida. It's the closest one to the park. Exactly. It's it's the the, the restaurant that people hit first. Mm -hmm. And you'll also notice one major thing about it, if you've gone recently, it's usually very, very empty unless it's raining and people use it for uh, storm shelter. Um, So the rumors actually came to fruition and it's been confirmed that the last full day of operation will be this Halloween and afterwards the NASCAR themed restaurant will be shutting its doors for good. Now, um, I've never eaten here. I don't know if you have. I haven't eaten there either. Uh, I We attempted to go in one time with uh-huh. Corey and we walked oh, out okay, pretty sure. much. I've been, yeah. uh, I've been inside the building. I've been inside the building. It's very loud. It's very noisy. Uh, there's lots of TVs on inside that are playing sports. It's, and, a, it's uh, a very specific audience and demographic. Yeah. It's very much a sports bar, specifically and, NASCAR, obviously. And there's lots of racing games inside yeah. and outside. Uh, I, I know there's great drink specials there. I The food is like bar food quality style, probably the same quality that you'd even get at Hard Rock Cafe and uh, even Margaritaville. That that same similar type of menu uh so we're gonna definitely be going over there to check it out before it's gone for good exactly Uh, and the big thing is it it was kind of inevitable that this was gonna happen uh because the whole renovation period started last year in 2013 with red oven pizza bakery and since then they opened up anahito's Vivo Italian Kitchen, Hot Dog Hall of Fame, Breadbox, Menchie's, Cold Stone, a bigger Starbucks. Uh, and they took out a lot of stuff to start this whole process. And uh, they couldn't have been done with everything after uh, after doing all that. I mean, you, you would have been left with Emeralds as an ori- in the original kind of lineup of Recent and Hard Rock Cafe, NBA City, Margaritaville. That all just kind of felt a bit strange compared to well, the I, new Well, I got to be honest, I'm surprised they're in. closing this one first and not NBA City. I never see that busy. True. I, I think NBA City is coming. It's coming soon. And, and there's that awful soon. Prometheus statue out front. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, an interesting restaurant to say the least. Uh, we still have Cowfish Orlando coming. Which the, I think is coming soon. Yeah. I and mean, they're getting a lot of construction working on that. So Which they were supposed to open at the end of summer mm-hmm. and... Uh, then we heard some rumors, too, that it was going to be November, and so it's probably going to end up being November. But for those of you who haven't heard us rave about it before, uh, Cowfish Orlando is going to be a version of Cowfish from North Carolina. It's a mixture burger sushi bar. Uh, yeah, so the the concept was, was made because the one guy liked sushi, the one guy didn't care for it, so they wanted something you know more traditional like burgers, so they decided to go together make an awesome restaurant that has both things. And the, the design is fantastic. The menu was, was great. I'm so excited for this to, to open yeah. up because it's going to be the perfect place to go at, at CityWalk. Yeah, and it's going to be one of many more things to come uh, just because the food has been getting so good, especially since the, uh, the, the renovations going all the way back to Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Hogsmeade. Uh, that kind of set the trend for how food at Universal was changing in general with... Uh, you know their three broomsticks restaurant that that was amazing food amazing for a theme park and ever since then the food quality has just been going uphill with springfield and then the new restaurants so completely uh, agree yeah not only is the renovations just flowing like crazy the food's getting better and uh yeah you know i'm excited to see what replaces it they haven't re- they haven't announced which anything i find surprising they haven't so announced far, anything yeah. what they're going to be doing they just said it's going to close so i don't know if it's going to sit for a while or if they have something in mind that they're going to open up yeah i have so no idea i hope 
to see construction walls go up as soon as November 1st hits. So and it's they start prime real estate though. Like I said, it's right next to the park. It's the first thing you, you reach when you exit Universal Studios. So I Absolutely. think, I think whatever goes in has to meet up to those expectations. Yeah, they're definitely going to find something to drop people in. Oh yeah. But, uh, well, just, I, I don't have anything else to say about that. So. We're going to go try it. So we'll, we'll, we'll tweet stuff and put stuff on Facebook, maybe write a post about it before yeah. it leaves. So. Absolutely. So why don't you move us on to the uh, military family? All right. So the second, the second buzz is actually really exciting to me. Uh, Universal has announced two fantastic offers for uh, active duty and retired military families um, that are going to be traveling at the end of the year. Uh, the first is a ticket option for service members to purchase a one-day park-to-park ticket and get two days for free which I think is fantastic on its own. Yeah. Um, all you got to do is pay for the one day and then you get three days. Uh, eligible members are allowed to buy up to six tickets. So it's good for big families. Um, and then the dates on this, you must purchase them before November 30th and then you must use them in full by December 14th. So yeah. there is kind of a smaller window. Um, but if this fits in your traveling plans and you were going to come here anyway, I think it's perfect. Yeah. Especially if you were coming to like the area in general, maybe even Disney, this is the perfect incentive I think to add this on to a Disney vacation. I absolutely agree. Um, admission is actually valid up for up to 14 days from the first use, which I think is perfect because, you know, people come here for more than more than just Universal, more than just Disney, so you yep. can kind of intertwine it with other things. Um, and then the second one, it kind of piggybacks with the ticket deal and adds a stay at Cabana Bay uh, with your ticket. So a special military rate includes the one-day park-to-park ticket with the two free days along with a three-night stay at Cabana Bay for just two sixty nine per adult with tax included. Yep. Which is really unbelievable when you think that that price includes three-day tickets, park hopper tickets, and three nights at a hotel for one person. Yeah, it's bizarrely low. It's I mean, one of the best rates I've seen, and I think it's fantastic that they're doing this yeah. for military families. I know my family's going to actually take advantage of this. No, it's an absolutely amazing deal. Um, and, of course, they have to be purchased through the uh, the base offices, I know you know you can shed a little more spotlight on what that is. And yeah, so they can be purchased at the uh, the base ITT and LTS offices. So obviously, if you're military, you know what those are. Um, but what you if can you're buy not the base. military, then you can't get the deal. Well, I know, but explain it for people who aren't military what that is. All right, so you get them at the uh, the, the travel centers on on base. Okay, it's as simple as that. It's not it's not very confusing. Um, I had to read about it until I knew about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you buy them on base. Yeah. Uh, and then when you get down here, they activate them. It's really simple. But it's a fantastic deal. Definitely take advantage of it if you can. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I hope that they do more of these kind of offers next year, um, especially if you are already planning on coming on a vacation. Yeah. I, mean, Just, I did read that they actually, uh, year-round, they always have a consistent ticket deal. I don't know what the, the details are in that, but uh, the fact that they year-round you can go to one of those base offices and get discount tickets to Universal. I mean, that's that's great on its, its own. However, it this, is. this is a steal of a deal if you're able to make those travel arrangements at the last second like that, which I do, do you think it's normal for people in the military to be doing that? I would say no. To be doing what? To be able to like fit this last second trip in. Last second. Yeah. It depends. It always okay. it all depends on everything. I know for my parents, they, they have to plan their vacations, mm-hmm. their, their trips pretty far in advance. However, um, there are opportunities, like my parents are a perfect example. They had a trip planned during this time. Yeah. So it adds seamlessly into what their, their plans already were. So um, I think it's just a case-by-case situation. And yeah. if you can, take advantage of it for sure. Awesome. Yeah. So... Uh, that's a great deal. And of course, all the links to more information like that will be in the show notes page. Uh, but that is actually everything that is buzzing right now. Are you sure? It is. 
Okay. However, we also do have a breaking news announcement. We do have breaking news, which Break, I consider it's news. Bu- I think it's buzzing. Yeah. It's buzzing louder than any of those other two things. Okay. Well, why don't you throw it out there then? All I right. know you're most excited about this Ev- mustache man. Everyone's favorite mustached, uh, three-piece suited man, comedian, TV host, uh, just in general, just favorite TV personality, Steve Harvey is going to be filming his show at Universal Yeah. in November. Um, the dates are... They're filming on the 4th, 5th, and 6th, mm-hmm. right here in Universal, and there's a link that you can actually put your name in to, be, to win tickets to go yeah. see a taping of his talk show. And it's the most insightful, uh, informative, inspiring uh, talk show that I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I think it blows everything out of the water. <laughs> so... I obviously have already signed up for tickets, and yeah. I hope that I get them. Oh, I mean, I can absolutely say tickets are going to go quick. Uh, yes. Everyone loves Steve Harvey. It's He's America's sweetheart. I, he is America's sweetheart, and I just hope that he's half the man that Keenan Thompson is when he plays him. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not the first time that Steve Harvey has visited down here. He's been here before uh, whenever they would take uh, Family Feud. At Universal, sometimes they would do some special shows. They did one with uh, the TNA Wrestling whenever they were having a nice little stay for a while. So I, I think it's great that Steve Harvey can be welcomed back to Universal Orlando with open arms. Uh, oh, I can't imagine why he wouldn't be. His mustache always has a home at Universal, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not a spokesperson for them, but... Who, the mustache or Universal? <laughs> Both. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, once again, too, we will have the, the links to where we you have can, uh, to because I want everybody that has the opportunity to see Steve Harvey to see Steve Harvey. Yeah. And if not, look for us in the crowd if we get tickets. Or we not, will be we there like weeping because we're yeah. so happy. I mean, I, I might be busy doing anything, breathing, eating, sleeping. You got to go shopping at Walmart? Yeah. Okay. So I will be there in the <laughs> audience for sure. <laughs> good for you <laughs> but uh now now that is going to officially do it That'll for close the buzz everything that's buzzing and uh with that we're going to move on to our spotlight on the universe which this week of course is halloween horror nights orlando as if we haven't already talked about it enough we're going to talk about it some more so well we haven't actually talked about it since we've experienced everything so this is a this is have, a big a big deal yeah and i mean i've experienced it just a tad bit more than you and by that i mean one night <laughs> stop bragging but, yeah I, I'm sorry. I sometimes do that. Yeah, you but, do a lot. Uh, we, we have a lot to discuss with it. All of our feelings, all of our thoughts and stuff about all that junk that happens there. But before we get to that, uh, I made a little overview video of everything that happens at Halloween Horror Nights Orlando. So we're going to go ahead and play that so you guys get an idea of what it's like before we start talking about it, especially okay. for all those first timers there. So Great. here we go. Okay. Well, thank you all for sitting there watching that. I hope it was fun. Yeah, there was some was... maniac giggling in the background. Yeah, there was some crazy person giggling in the background uh, whenever they should have been scared. But that was a, just a little bit of an overview of everything that happened at Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. Uh, yeah. There, there's a lot more, and as we get less busy, we'll be releasing lots of pictures, lots of video about it, but uh, we just don't have enough time during we'll, the day. We'll get there. It'll be nice we'll to kind of spread though. it out. Yeah. So we are going to jump right into it, though, and get through this. Uh, We're going to talk about first uh, the two shows that are happening this year. Uh, We, of course, have Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure. 
Okay. Along with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So I think we should flat out start off by saying that neither one of us has actually watched Rocky Horror Picture Show, the tribute, this year. This year. Um, we saw it multiple times last year. Yeah, it, it's an awesome show. Yeah. We just haven't gotten time around to uh, actually go and experience it. Uh, from everything I've heard from my friends that have seen it, it is the same exact show from last year some new actors most of them the same uh it, it's a solid show it is it's a great show it shouldn't be missed um but let's talk about actually bill and ted's excellent halloween adventure because we have seen it twice and we have opinions about it we do have opinions about it and it's this is actually a funny one because uh, it was actually canceled in hollywood yeah there was some controversy last year and so they actually just took it off the the slate completely mm -hmm. so it's no longer offered offered in hollywood and i think there was a period of time where they thought maybe it wasn't even going to come back here yeah however it did um, which is great. It's a, it's a very funny show. It's obviously geared towards kind of, uh, pop culture references, kind of current references like that. Um, but it's also a lot of like shirtless people dancing and there's obviously that kind of factor to it. You've got like these big dance numbers and kind yeah. of silly, like kind of sleazy kind of I yeah. don't know, dancing and stuff like that. And you won't see any pictures or videos from that because you're flat out not allowed to take any of those type of mediums on it. It's a very heavily guarded. You can do pencil event. sketches. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately we didn't have the time for that or the, the materials. Or if you're a stenographer, you can write down everything that's happening. Like but, a courtroom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in terms of the show, if you've never seen it before, it is definitely something you would have to get used to uh, going to see. You might be confused at first, maybe offended, maybe walk out. Oh. It, it definitely takes a oh. little bit knowing the characters to get into. I think, in my opinion, have you ever even seen Bill and Ted? No, I have no reference to that, and I, that okay. doesn't bother me one bit. Okay, well, I, yeah. I guess I'm wrong in that aspect. I disagree, then. yeah. I, I think it's just, it, like I said, it's very topical. It's a very pop culture reference. They go within the past uh, year or so, but m more more recent than that, I'd say most of it focuses on the past six, yeah. maybe four months. So, and let's start off by saying right now there are going to be spoilers coming. So, for anyone who doesn't want to be spoiled, turn this off now. I'd be willing to say that this whole whole segment is pretty much going to have some spoilers in it. So That's not, a good point. Not overly so, but at least some to... At least give an opinion that's a good point so yeah. the show of course stars bill and ted uh one of the biggest recurring jokes that they try to make stick um is courtesy of donald sterling of of the nba yes controversy the past year we so, won't talk about our stance on any of that but i don't i don't think we have opinions that are, are weird but i would just say that there was a lot of kind of like racist jokes yeah. obviously because that's all the whole controversy centered around yeah um so they kept bringing that back again but it, it was obviously a younger person playing donald sterling and it was kind of like over the top weird i don't know yeah. old man kind of thing and I, the funny thing is we saw it on the preview night and we thought maybe they would retool it and edit it um the first i'd say 25 minutes of the show really seemed to drag it didn't get yeah. you into the groove of the whole kind of comedy thing yeah. um, until about that 25 or 30 minute mark yeah. um, and they didn't I, as far as I know it's still the same no um, it's, it's, not, it's still the same and the whole plot of this show is that Bill and Ted are going into a fraternity that pe students are mysteriously dying so kind of 21 Jump Street style they're two older guys breaking into a fraternity and trying to become a, a part of it and along the way uh, all of a sudden, uh, you find out everyone that goes to the college needs to have a magical tracking band, which is an obvious rip on Disney's magic band. Which has been a theme in the show, at least for the past two years. Yeah. They, tr they try to poke fun at Disney as much as they can. Exactly. Um, and uh, so along the way, then you have all the pop culture celebrities coming out, a lot of them 
going to the school apparently because they're wearing the magical tracking bands and they'll pop out and they'll they'll do their little bit with it and then they eventually die like all the other students are they do eventually die and uh, since we're on this path of talking about kind of their their jabs at disney i think we should talk about probably the highlight of the show which Absolutely. we won't go into yeah. full detail but obviously since frozen is this huge uh you know, crazy thing that disney's marketing like like crazy people they definitely take a stab at frozen and elsa in particular and they're one of the funniest parts i would argue is the funniest part yeah. of the show is when elsa comes out and sings her version of do you want to eat a snow cone yes so and obviously there's a, a reference to her weight and it's it's really funny yeah and it's well it's flat out a fat elsa the, the it's a fat elsa the <laughs> <laughs> the actress who does it uh, last year, she portrayed Melissa McCarthy in a, in a little bit of a heat uh, reference. A heat reference, and yeah. She's one of the highlights of the cast. She's in so general. talented. She probably is the highlight of the cast. Uh, I'd argue that she yeah. absolutely is, and she also does a. She plays um, Red from Orange Is the New yeah. Black. She plays that character in the beginning of the show. So that's just that's hands down. And about thirty five minutes in is when it really catches its stride, and it they do this Elsa number, and it's perfect. Yeah, and other highlights are for me at least where the How to Train Your Dragon bit mixed yep. up with uh, the Hobbit Desolation of Smog and. Uh, they they do a little uh, poke at Maleficent and uh, they do uh, they basically basically if if you go to this don't judge it by the first twenty or so minutes let it go and and at least give it give it a chance yeah because it really does pick up but it absolutely does um so it's definitely something that I think should be uh, watched uh, and best advice for it is try to make it to the first show and if you can't make it to the first show try to wait to the last. Um, but make sure you definitely set aside some time for it. it. It's a great show. And if you go yearly to Halloween Horror Nights or you plan on going yearly, it's definitely something you should see it every year to have reference. This was my for. second year, so it was nice to see how they reworked yeah. it, added more current things. They changed the storyline up a bit, so it was neat. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for the shows. So let's move on to the houses. And right. I think we're going to count down the houses in terms of our favorites and also throw in a little bit of street zones in it, uh, the scare zones. All right. Uh, just so we keep it a little fresh, keep you waiting to know what our favorite uh, house actually it. was. Um, but we're going to start off with the combined seven and eight. Uh, there's eight houses, of course. There are. Uh, at the first time we went on the preview night, our number eight house was Alien versus Predator. It was. Um, and this is probably surprising. Well, I don't know if it's surprising to anybody, but uh, a lot of people are saying this is their absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, and, and I understand if you have a really strong connection to those franchises and those movies. I didn't so much. Um, I appreciated it for what it was. I think it was. Uh, there are some cool parts of it. But overall, I think either the timing was just not right for us or it just I don't know, wasn't that well put together for us yeah i mean the the design in it was cool it was it was more or less on the uh the uh, kind of the spacey side of it it was yeah. going through the wyland tech facility and so it was very industrial however the whole thing's alien versus predator and the alien would pop out at you and then a couple of scenes later you'd be walking through and then the predator would pop out at you but it never felt like alien and predator were fighting each other no. which is the whole point of the house it and definitely you're just felt stuck like in the different middle different moments yeah yeah and uh it, but the design of it was beautiful the puppetry was incredible uh it kind of they learned from the tactics they used in an american werewolf in london and put it in alien versus predator mm -hmm. and i the aliens every time they popped out i thought it was fantastic and you could just see the details on these puppets and it, it was phenomenal um and that's why i think that one actually moved to our seventh spot 
after we saw it during the uh, the opening night and our number seven one which was dracula untold reign of blood that probably fell down to number eight yeah. after we saw it on the the opening night i agree with that because Dracula Untold, uh, it's, the theming is really cool. It's um, very medieval. Obviously, it's, it's based after the movie, which I've never seen. I don't, yeah. You haven't seen either. Um, but the theming is cool. It's very medieval. There, You go into a uh, kind of a castle kind of design structure, and then you go through the town. And I'll be honest, though, with this one, I feel like if you hadn't told me that this had anything to do with Dracula, I would have never known because I didn't remember even seeing a Dracula. I know you did. Um, maybe once, yeah, twice. I, I saw one time. Okay, a uh, a vampire, a vampire, not a Dracula. Yeah, it might not have been. I don't know if it, it could was have been Dracula the one sure. and only. It comes out in yeah on this Friday, so whenever this goes live. Oh, but, okay, yeah. Um, oh, the movie's not even out yet. Yeah, the movie's oh, still not even out. Well, yet. obviously, we haven't seen it. Um, it it just wasn't. It didn't scare me at all. No, we we had horrible timing going through this house. It was kind of pretty to look at. It was very medieval in a sense, but I'd argue that it was very pretty to look at. I yeah. think the design the, the 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 design of it was great. There are uh, some cool moments where they even use smell. Uh, you go through kind of like a witch's house. Yeah, she's kind of like a I don't know a grandmother. What's the uh, hands on Gretel type gingerbreadish gingerbread and yeah. they, they put gingerbread smell into the air like she's baking and I don't know there's some cool things to look at I, I think that that's nice about there it. are but I would argue that if you're going to skip one house this year that would be the house to skip I would agree down. yeah I'd agree um, and so that's that's going to be our those are our bottom our two bottom two yeah. of that and with that we're going to talk about our bottom scare zone as yes. well just throwing that in there um so uh, there, there are four scare zones yes and for us the, our, our least enjoyed one was face off in the flesh yeah which is sad because they really hyped this one up there was a lot of uh, marketing for this because it tied into the show so the idea was that these looks came from um the tv show the competition show where makeup designers compete to uh, create whatever the the scariest yeah, most interesting kind of creature yeah. um but the scare zone is, is, is weird in the fact that it's basically just a glorified photo opportunity. Exactly. Um, you have these kind of s- small stage prop things set up throughout the scare zone, which the creatures and the makeup are actually standing on. Um, so they're just, they're just there. They're not scaring anything. And then each one is accompanied by two or three minions in the street, which are yeah. actually doing the physical scaring, like jumping out at you and trying to scare you in the street. Yeah. And I mean, just walking around the street, uh, this one's in the Hollywood section of the park and it just, it's a really nice wide pathway, but there is a bit of confinement whenever you have all these people stopping to take pictures. And I was, I was noticing people getting flat out annoyed that they were being scared by these minions whenever they just wanted a picture. And to me, that's, that makes it almost a failure as a scare zone. If you can't, if you can't make it like an actual scary place and it's just a, a glorified photo opportunity, then it's not doing its job. Um, even I, I didn't like last year whenever the walking dead took over every inch of the park, but at least there was still people scaring you or attempting to scare you. This one just, it, the whole atmosphere of it doesn't play out in the right way. I agree. And that's why it is our least favorite of the scare zones. Yes. But if you're not confused yet, let's jump back to the houses. Yeah, this is a great format. So um, we're going to talk about <laughs> the next our, our next least favorite house, which would be Giggles and Gore Incorporated. 
Yeah. Um, and so I'm saying least favorite, but that's probably not the right term. It's yeah, just, at this point, so we, it's not least favorite it, it, No, because we still enjoy them, obviously, um, and they were so great. But we're just working our way to our, our favorite. Our big so. number six. six yeah, so this eight. is number six. Giggles and Gore Incorporated. Yep. The theme to this is obviously clowns gone yeah. insane. Um, and this one's a blacklight house, so everything's painted in uh, colors. Blacklight paint. Blacklight paint. <laughs> Uh, and then it kind of glows in the glows in the dark. Yeah. Um, and the whole point of the house was <laughs> clowns uh, or people in general are kidnapped and then they are transformed into these evil clowns. So all their guts are ripped out and they're replaced with stuff and fluff and just really, really gory inside the house. Uh, and it, it starts off right when you walk in and there is like electroshock therapy happening with a girl. And while another one's doing the clockwork orange style, I like that brainwashing with, I liked it. It was a nice little nod. It had Woody Woodpecker, um, playing in there. And Woody Woodpecker is one of the official icons of, uh, universal. Uh, so that's a nice little, that's a nice silly hat to it. Okay. Uh, but then you, you just keep going through and, the clowns were so creepy looking. We we were actually lucky enough the first time to see them as they were doing a set change. That was a, that was kind of freaky. We were in line outside queuing up, and uh, they just walked. They all walked yeah. past us in a big long line. And they were doing photo ops and stuff. Or they weren't doing photo ops, but they were, you could at least take a picture of them um, outside of their natural house. You know. Yeah, and one of the the scariest tactics used in this house is a. Uh, you you'll see like a, a glass door, and you'll kind of see a, a clown through it. And then that light will go off in there and then they'll pop out the side. Uh, it's, yeah. They use it in other houses as well, too. Uh, there's nothing really super unique that sets apart this house. I think it's a fun one. This yeah. was a really fun one because uh, it's kind of crazy. I, I mean, I, not that we're going to really focus on this, but they use some shorter actors to play um, some really short clowns. Yeah. Is that the best way to say that? Um, and those are kind of the fun... <laughs> The most fun ones, and they kind of they scare are. you the most because the height is kind of, you know. Because you usually see one of them followed by one of the guys that's six foot eight, 400 pounds with his shirt off. It goes back and forth. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, but, it, yeah, so this is just a really fun one. And it uh, the colors are great, and it kind of messes with you. It's not 3D. Yeah. You don't have to wear glasses or anything. Actually, Orlando doesn't have one of those. They don't. Which and I it, like. I almost feel like they were trying to potentially add in this feature with the design of it and they decided at the last second to not do it i'm i'm glad they didn't because it would have fallen down further on the list however the reason why it's not higher than six is just because the rest of the houses to come were just so awesome so moving on into that we'll we'll go to number five and that is from dusk till dawn yeah so in preparation, I, I know that the show is actually based, I'm sorry, the house is actually based on the show, yeah. the new show, which is on El Rey, everyone's favorite uh, cable network. Um, however, I just watched the movie because I wasn't familiar with it at all. So just to f- get familiar with it, uh, I, I actually watched the movie and I really enjoyed this house. Yeah. Oh no. It's, it's, it's hilarious. The, the house is great. Uh, and of course, I went back and took the time to watch yeah. on Netflix the From Dusk Till Dawn Robert Rodriguez El Rey Network series, uh, and then I also watched the movie as well. So I got the the total combination of everything from Dusk Till Dawn. This house did such a good job representing not only the TV series but also the movie too. So if you weren't really familiar with one, you still got it with the other. And I mean, that's just saying that about the TV series as well. It did just such a good job of really fleshing out that movie even more. 
uh, but hilarious. They have the the doorman out front already kind of like taunting people as they're going into the twister. I think that you know they did a great job at taking some of like the really raunchy parts of the movie and the yeah. concept of everything, but then tailoring it just enough so that it was appropriate for a theme park. Yeah. But it, you still got that kind of like really campy kind of over-the-top essence that the movie had, yeah. which I really appreciated. Yeah, and I mean, it followed along with the scenes pretty much to a T, uh, and... You, you got you got the gist of the whole story from it. The Gecko Brothers make an appearance. Uh, the all the all the characters from the TV show are in there, so you can't fault them for not doing that. Uh, the scares were actually pretty good in this house. Too. Oh, I thought they were um, great. It, definitely more vampires in this than there were in Dracula. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And this one was already a really loud house because of the blaring music that plays through it. But so then they have to overcome. Uh, that with actually loud shrieks every time they step out to scare you. And uh, it was a super, super loud house. You're going to walk out a little deaf, but it definitely is, is up there. Uh, I also think that the design, like the floor plan design of this one was one of the best out of yeah. the whole Halloween Horror Nights. It really does a good job of taking you through the storyline of the of the plot of the movie and TV yeah. show, I thought. So just the way it was organized, and you eventually go through the bar and everything. So I thought it was really cool. I agree, and yeah. that's why it uh, it it's comes number in five. At number five. Yeah. So should we go back to the street oh, to the uh, scare zones? Why not? All right. So uh, number three scare zone is mm-hmm. going to be the Purge uh, Anarchy, which is based on the the movie series. <laughs> I got distracted. I okay. I started thinking of other things. Uh, Yeah, yeah, this is based on The Purge, um, which is basically about uh, one day a year, people can just kill people and commit crime, and uh, they can get away with it. So they took kind of elements of the movie and made this huge scare zone, and there are people running around with masks, like animal masks and knives and chainsaws and everything, and they're kind of coming after you. Um, and then there's actually a little show aspect that goes along with it, which I know you saw. I didn't, yeah. I only saw parts of it. Um, but they do an auction where there's a lady standing up and she will, uh, bid off people that you can kill. Yeah. So the purge actually starts at the beginning of the night. Uh, whenever you first get ready to go into Halloween horror nights, they start off the main show before you go in last mm-hmm. year, they did a walking dead one this year. They did one with the purge where they have the, the alarm getting ready to go off and they declare like the purge is about to begin after the sirens. And you see some of the characters kind of standing up over the ticket windows and, you know, they're kind of looking down at you and they're looking at you like they want to kill you. Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to figure out someone to kill for sure. I know that without a doubt. Do uh, you? And then the purge starts, you enter in the park mm-hmm. and then after that, the purge is, relatively pretty much just back in the New York area of the park. And they have this big stage set up uh, right in front of the the park area. And that's where the auction happens Uh, from the purge anarchy. There's a auctioneer aspect to it. I I apologize. I didn't get a chance to see it in theater. She kind of looks like Jane Lynch, but yeah. And so she will, they'll have a truck pull up with a bunch of victims and they pull them out of this truck and then take them up on this stage and they start an auction about who will bid the most to actually get the chance to kill them as part of the purge. And it's a nice short little show. Uh, it doesn't really add anything to the experience. I felt like it needed to be a lot longer in terms of making it enjoyable, but 
it is what it is. Uh, and then whenever she's not out there to combat that, you'll have uh, the the main purger from the actual first movie. Uh, Just the guy in the suit. Yeah, the guy yeah. in like the the school uniform school suit uniform. with yeah. the the smiling face, and he'll have a he'll have a microphone and going around and picking out victims for all the the scare actors in this area to go after. And that's kind of why this didn't live up to what I expected from this. I was hoping that it would be all the characters just going around and trying to get everyone, but they actually stick to the story they, pretty well. They added they, a lot of story into it. Yeah, they'll only go after the ones that they are really told to go after, and and that's great, especially if you're one of the lucky ones to get picked, but like walking through, I felt disappointed that I didn't have a single person actually even attempt to scare me. Oh, and I, I didn't have that experience, but I, I will just say, I mean, that happened a couple of times for me. People came up and had either had their knife and kind of up. Um, wh- while the guys with the chainsaw and the gu- saws and the guys with the, the knives were, were scary. Yeah. I think one of the scariest parts are actually the girls in this scare zone. Yeah. Um, it's really iconic from the movie and probably the trailer, if you're even familiar with that, is a girl in kind of a white dress skipping down the hallway in this really eerie kind of blank face mask. Yeah. And those are all over the place. They've got uh, several girls in this scare zone just skipping around carrying this huge machete and 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 kind of scaring people so i think that's a really effective part of this but okay well yeah that's where the purge comes in number three out of four for scare zones let's jump back into the houses and at number four we have the walking dead <laughs> end of the line so the longest the biggest house in history yeah the the longest and filled with the most scare actors and uh last year the walking dead was actually probably my least favorite house. Uh, this year, obviously it it jumped up on the list because it made it to number four and it it does it for good reasons. Uh, this house follows season four of the walking dead perfectly. I mean, from the start with at the prison, uh, that's the exterior of it. And then you go inside, you go through scenes in the prison and then you even get the, the breakaway, like what happens in that season. Sorry, spoilers once again, for all of you who haven't watched it yet, but the, the main group of survivors that you followed with Rick and, and all of them, they, they start to disband because they were attacked and, uh, it, it all leads to the end goal of terminus, which is supposed to be the safe haven for those of you who watch the show, but you really know it's golden crowd for people if you say so i don't watch the show but i know that spoiling everything but uh (laughs) this this house is super long off the bat it is it almost feels like it just goes on and on and on the first night whenever we did it i i thought it was long and then the second time we did it I, I was expecting it to be kind of shorter because you know once you're familiar with something it, it goes by a lot quicker however it felt even longer the next time we did it yeah i and, agree with that uh one of the most terrifying houses like as you go throughout well, it does stick very very close to the story of the season four and that's great uh zombies if they're the type of thing that scares you then this is going to be horrifying however they use a lot of strobe light tactics in this house to just terrify you well here's the thing so uh, of all the houses in orlando this is the scariest one for me that mm-hmm. I went through. Um, and I don't, I'm not, I haven't seen the show. I, I pro- want to watch it. So I probably will get there. Um, so I had no real connection to the storyline. I thought it was interesting the way it progressed and the kind of yeah. the way it, it, you, it flowed. Um, but it was just downright horrifying. Uh, there were two moments in particular that really affected me. Um, and this kind of gets a little spoilery. There is a scene when you leave, I believe the grocery store 
and you are all of a sudden in outside, even though it's still in the house. Um, and they use the kind of old trick. It's probably like one of the most simple, uh, tactics to use in a haunted house, just mirrors and strobe lights to create the effect of a room full of people. However, there are probably only, I'd say four or five scare actors in this room. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say there's probably three in there. There probably are three. Yeah. But as you walk in this straight line, you're surrounded by people. It what feels like there's 30 people around you and it's super dark. And the only time you can see is when the strobe light comes on and it's horrifying to get through that. Yeah. And it's probably only what, 15 feet of space. It's not like you're walking this huge long. Yeah, I'd say about hallway. 10 or 15. And 10 then or 15. they do kind of a similar one. Uh, the last scene before the you exit yeah. and it's all these walkers uh, trapped or at least you think trapped behind chained fences chain with fences. just a ton of strobe lights just going off, disorienting you. And it's a and maze. It's, it's, you're not walking in a straight line. You're kind of walking yeah. around corners, and it's kind of this this uh, loopy shape that you're going in. And then they pop out. And, and they pop out of the chain link fence, it's just and they horrifying. can reach at you. So, yeah. yeah. It's, this was a very scary house. Yeah. Very well done. And there's there are so many characters in there. I feel like there could have been a little bit more to actually fill out the entire house. Uh, but you know, you can't just hire everyone in the world. That's why it makes it at number four for me. And actually, I just want to mention something quick here. They use an effect, uh, where it's, uh, just a big grouping of mannequin zombies that is lunged to forward at you, um, with strobe, in the, lights. with strobe lights in the middle of the maze, yeah. um, which is a cool effect. It didn't necessarily scare me, but we will reference it later in the, uh, Hollywood yeah. Uh, episode so i just wanted to mention it in here cool beans um so moving on to number three of the houses roanoke cannibal colony yes i this was probably w the one i was looking forward to most <laughs> because i think that the way they integrated kind of the the history aspect and kind of that really uh f you know wooded folksy kind of thing where you hear about this group of people that disappeared um and i think they did a fantastic job yeah i think the storyline's great i think the design is fantastic um, you start off, and this this stuck out to me when you walk into the soundstage. The scares start right away. It's not like you go into the doorway and that's when the house starts. There's kind of like cornfields and kind of uh, yeah. forests set up around you, and that's when people start jumping out at you. So I thought that was cool. No, it was. I I don't have technically a lot to say about uh roanoke cannibal colony it, it was a great house that's why it's so high up on the list it was beautiful they incorporated a lot of smells a lot of burning smells too uh and just it was simple it was cannibals a lot of people eating each other almost in the same way that zombies do it it was just overall a really solid house especially for being an original concept a uh, great use of stilt walkers i will say the finale the is end. one of the best finales in any of the houses yeah. It, absolutely it's just everything was done the right way with it uh it, it was exactly what i expected it to be um and i was so excited for it so it, it's a great house it's going to be one that i do a lot and so far from what i can tell the wait times haven't ever been super incredibly high for it mm -hmm. so even better for anyone yeah. going i i would hit up this house as many times as we can Good. um so moving on to that we are going back into the street zones and we are going to number two. give you our number two, and that's Masquerade, Unstitched. Unstitched. So this is actually an interesting one because it's in both uh, Orlando and uh, Hollywood Halloween Horror Nights. The theming here is a lot different, though. This is kind of themed after uh, a masquerade ball. Uh, yeah. So you have people in big poofy dresses. Uh, you got lots of people with... Uh, 
I don't know, candlesticks and things like that. Yeah, they that. got their it's candlesticks. They're wearing their kind of like Phantom of the Opera, eyes wide Phantom shut Phantom of the masks. Opera, perfectly, yeah. And they're, they're walking around and they'll, they'll kind of come after you. A ton of stilt walkers in this area. Lots mostly stilt walkers. Mostly stilt walkers. And with, with this one, they, they do a good job of scaring you, the ones who are on the ground. They'll kind of like pull back their masks and they'll, I don't agree with their that. faces will be kind of torn apart. They, they do a better job, I think, than the purge and absolutely face off. Um, but this is just a very pretty one to see it because is. they have a big chandelier hanging above you. There's lots of fog used. Um, there are some big prop candlesticks with kind of melted faces coming out of them. Um, so this is just a really pretty one. I mean, there's the music's nice. It's kind of like eerie ballroom music. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. You can just walk through, and I, I, I didn't get any scares, actually. Maybe I just need to go back. Maybe okay. it was just a different timing. Um, but, yeah, it's just a fun one. I think it's well done, cool. but just an easy one. Well, that was our number two. Let's just okay. go ahead and say our number one as well uh, so we can finish off big <coughs> and strong with the houses. Uh, number one, Bayou of Blood. It's the last one, of course. Uh, and this is kind of themed to that southern uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, Bayou-ish uh, folklore type and uh the biggest thing about this scare zone was that they were supposed to have a uh, a voodoo queen come out and do a sacrifice on top of the hour every hour uh unfortunately the two times we got to go uh we didn't get to see it and after the first weekend it the got voodoo canceled queen was no longer ripping anyone apart yeah in that sadistic style uh which is sad because I know you went back and watched a video on it. I did. It was cool. However, I mean, it would be nice to have that kind of interactive show element to yeah. this scare zone. However, I think the scare zone as in, in itself stands up. I think it's a really beautiful scare yep. zone. You walk through, and it's very um, New Orleans bayou voodoo kind of feeling. That's very dark. There's lots of lights used, skulls everywhere. Yeah. Um, they, a lot they, of lighting. They projection. put in a lot of fog in this area a too. A lot of fog. It's, it's in that park section between Hollywood and mm -hmm. Kid Zone, so it's very wooded just really creepy in there and some of the best scare actors too uh there was one guy that was doing a lot of like crawling on the ground trying to pop up and get people at the last second with a for effort on that uh more people need to do that and go a hundred percent on it but uh it, it's definitely the design aspects everything's put out walk through it during the daytime if you have the chance to to see all the props at night whenever it's dark it's a lot harder to see, it, but everything's out during the day. It is, it's yeah. It's beautiful. And it all still adds to it at nighttime, but it, it would be nice to be able yeah. to take a look at it during the day. Um, and I think this is this is just a really cool one. Um, there's lots of uh, props that they use, and it's a lot of it's subtle. Yeah. It's not so much jumping in your face and kind of like getting up in, you know, into your face. It's more of kind of they walk really slow past yeah. you, and then they'll kind of... And there's lots of like chanting and like yeah. speaking under your breath like as if they're like doing kind of voodoo spells and stuff. And they'll have the ones that come up behind you and just do that. Exactly. Oh, there's like a woman that makes a pig noise, and yeah. she'll like snout. She'll do like it right snort in, in your, your face. Ear. Yeah, it's creepy. You can feel their breath on you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just not safe. It's, it's a great scare zone, though. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. Um, it's, right. it's, it's, it's great. Bio it's blood. number one. Number one. So on to the last two houses, though. Yeah. Number two, uh, I, I thought it was going to be really hard to, to beat whenever we got the chance to do it on that first Halloween Horror Nights preview. Uh, but something did beat it. So Halloween comes in at number, number two. two. Uh, Which we talked about a lot in yep. the preview episode because we were able to do it, I think, four times in a row on, on our media preview yep. night. Um, so we kind of covered that really well. I think it's one of the most um, well-done houses I've ever seen. It's yep. it's to the T. I mean, we talked to Michael Aiello, who was the creative director, and it's one of it's probably his favorite. It's his movie. baby. 
it yeah. is his baby. So he did really well on that. So uh, it's just a fantastic house. Yeah. It's, you can't miss that one. Yeah. However, it, any other year, I think that would have easily trumped. No question. It's probably one of my favorite houses that I've ever been through. Yeah. However, our number one house, Dollhouse of the Damned, is just so disgusting and vile and <laughs> creepy and weird that it is so creepy. It is the epitome of what a Halloween Horror Nights house should be. This one's completely original. This is not based on anything. This just is. Uh, this was a blank slate, and they just created the whole thing on their own. Um, and I had no idea really what to expect. It was kind of the vaguest one. Yeah. That they 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 announced all you knew was it was going to have dolls and it was going to be creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just blew that out of the water and you walk into this facade. Uh, it's in a tent actually, but the front of the tent is actually built up like this really crazy colored, um, dollhouse, but it's like lots of weird shapes and angles. So it's really creepy going in. Um, and I knew right away that it was going to be the scariest or one of the, one of the scariest because the people leaving the house were all kind of freaking out. They were like, yeah. did you see that? This was weird. And, so you walk in and it's like this weird old woman's house and there's dolls everywhere. And you walk into a room with uh, babies and there's like mannequin babies, but then there's real babies and it smells like poop when you walk in the room, which is freaky. Yeah. Um, and it kind of covers all the different dolls you'd expect to see. So you do get those baby dolls. You get uh, a Teddy Ruxpin. You do. Just stapled yeah. up on a wall. Awesome. Awesome to see. And then the creepy bears that pop out of you. You have like porcelain ballerinas. It really it does a good job incorporating everything that you might expect to find in some deranged psychos Victorian dollhouse. Deranged that they had. is the perfect word. I mean, you see scare actors with dolls. Uh, plastered on their faces um you see like a grown-up scary baby sitting in a high chair and i it's just by far the worst part is the like the poop smell though it is just why does it smell like poop but it it all does it you like i walked out and i just had chills kind of saying like how did they decide to make this a crazy person made it however they good crazy they should be absolutely proud of themselves because it is above and beyond the best house uh and you know, it's one that I cannot wait to get back and do again, along with Halloween and, and definitely some of the other top ones. But uh, overall, it, it's just a completely solid year for Halloween Horror Nights at Orlando. Agreed. Um, yeah. It's it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I, I love Dollhouse and Halloween. Once again, they are. I Those are the two standouts. Enough good things about them. Um, if, if you have time to, to get there then definitely go to Halloween Horror Nights this year. Uh, and if if you can't get this year, then hopefully we'll be able to to convince you to go out next year for it because it is definitely the the premier Halloween event in Florida, I would say. In Florida, I would absolutely agree. I, I, it's a fun experience. It's a, it's a, it, you, they offer alcohol. You can go spend a night. You can get drinks. They got tater, twisted taters, yep. which is great. Just go spend a whole night if you if you like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Especially uh, if you're into scaring stuff. If you're not, absolutely, it's not your thing. Then no. don't go. Um, but that's actually going to do it for that segment. I, I just realized now uh, we completely forgot to do a, a, a special game to give away a fifty dollar American um, Express gift card. Well, that's okay. We will make up for it next time. Yeah, we'll make up for that next yeah. time, and we'll do something even more special. Uh, 
But that's going to do it for us right now on this episode. Uh, stay tuned again because we will have the special Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood overview with its, its mashup versus Orlando. So stay tuned for that. And uh, we will see you all again next time for another edition of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll see you again.